0: Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to Morning Prayers. We will begin today's service with a responsive reading from the Black Appleton Psalter. Sal- Sal- we will be reading Psalm 23 on page 12. Please stand as you are able. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Amen. restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in straight paths for his name's sake. In the end, I walk the thou art my
1: my staff, for
0: me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou hast anointed my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely,
2: A reading from the book of Amos, chapter 6, beginning at the first verse. Alas, for those who are at ease in Zion, and for those who feel secure on Mount Samaria, the notables of the first of the nations to whom the house of Israel resorts. Cross over to Calna and see. From there go to Hamath the Great. Then go down to Gath of the Philistines. Are you better than these kingdoms, or is your territory greater than their territory, O you that put far away the evil day and bring near a reign of violence? Therefore, they shall now be the first to go into exile, and the revelry of the loungers shall pass away. Good Good morning. One of the greatest gifts I have ever received is the ability to appreciate good music. My parents grew up at a time when music, like most other cultural institutions, radically expanded for different voices, instruments, and styles. Some of my greatest childhood memories, then, are of listening to this incredible music. James Taylor, Carole King, Fleetwood Mac, Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young, and Van Morrison were among the prophets of my upbringing. These artists, in their profound depth, spoke to the human experience. As American society shows increasing parallels to the 1960s and 1970s, fracture, discord, apprehension, to name a few, I have found myself going back to the music of my childhood. There is one artist in particular to whom I have turned in recent months. Bob Dylan. No matter what happened, Dylan sang about it. Medgar Evers' murder, police brutality, the civil rights movement, the war in Vietnam. Dylan covered it all, and it is his prodigious 1963, With God on Our Side, that I've played on repeat these past few weeks. The song, in its seven minutes, is a comprehensive history of the United States, as told to most young Americans. And that's probably why it's attractive to me, a history concentrator here at Harvard. In every verse, God is on America's side. It is no doubt critical of this perspective, and this criticism becomes more evident in the final verses. I've learned to hate Russians all through my whole life. If another war starts, it's them we must fight. To hate them and fear them, to run and to hide and accept it all bravely with God on my side. But now we got weapons of the chemical dust. If fire them we're forced to, then fire them we must. One push of the button in a shop a worldwide, and you never ask questions when God's on your side. The echoes are definite. Dylan, in effect, is modern-day Amos. In the reading for this morning, Amos, on behalf of God, chides the complacent Israelite ruling class. Alas, for those who are at ease in Zion and for those who feel secure on Mount Samaria, the notables of the first of the nations to whom the House of Israel resorts. Put a different way. To those who say they have God on their side, wake up. In our moment, we might look at those who publicly profess their faith in the White House and the halls of Congress and warn them the way Amos has. Woe to you that claim to have God on your side but perpetrate violence for the sake of your own security. Woe to you that claim to have God on your side but build walls between other nations. Woe to you that claim to have God on your side but draw the circle of inclusion so small that only you fit in. Woe to you that claim to have God on your side. But I could stop here. And everyone would leave satisfied by this commentary on the current American leadership. But I can't stop. Because Amos isn't warning just one of the nations of Israel. He's warning all of them. Too many of us, I think, wake up in the morning, weary of the latest headlines, worried about the state of our nation, fearful of war, and yet we sit here and pray consoled by the comfort that we, the notables of the first of our own nation, have God on our side. And then we do nothing. Sure, some of us show up to protests or write our elected officials, but that's the end of it. We live out a faithful complacency. And it is thus our own inheritance in the kingdom of God about which we must be worried I am reminded of the great civil rights leader, Fannie Lou Hamer, who said you can pray until you faint, but unless you get up and try to do something, God is not going to put it in your lap. So as we go into this day, I pray not for our collective comfort, but rather for a universal unsettling that our fears may turn into action and that we may build a space of grace everywhere we go. Amen. Amen.
0: Would you please join in a posture of prayer in reciting the Lord's Prayer, which can be found on the back of your program. Our Father, who art Lord in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Be thy kingdom, kingdom come, kingdom. thy will be done of the hymn This is my song, O God of all the nations, which can be found on page twenty-nine of the Harvard Crimson Sultan. May the Lord bless you and keep you. And may you leave here today in strength and power. And may in that power you find the strength to accomplish the good works that have been prepared for you today. Amen. Amen.